Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Scrubs, Life Stories of Medical Providers. This series aims to delve deeper into the unique experiences, passions, and personal stories of our dedicated medical providers beyond their daily duties in healthcare. When I joined the Marine Corps, I went into the recruiter's office, I opened the book, and I literally pointed at a job. I closed my eyes and pointed at a job, and I got combat photography. Did you choose biomed intentionally? Um, well, no, not not biomed intentionally. Oh, okay. Um, hospital corpsman, absolutely. So I was um, found myself. You know, I just got out of high school. I I did a, a college high school program. You know, when I was finishing up my last year, and I was an EMT basic. Right. Uh, you know, and at the time I was, uh, see, I was working at a, a movie theater, uh, and I was going Which to theater, I, Carmike, Carmike. Carmike. I worked Center. at Carmike. Yeah. yeah. Worked at the movie theater. Um, so I worked there for a long time and, uh, I, I, I've been working since I was like, like 14, I guess. So pretty young, but, um, long story there. But anyway, I was going to college at that point for paramedic, because as an EMT basic at my age, I couldn't work in the back of a vehicle in the state of Arkansas and I couldn't drive a vehicle because I wasn't 25. So I really had this skill set that I had no application right. for. So I was working on doing the paramedic thing. Um, the school there, something happened with the funding. They basically stood down the program. And so I had to choose to either move and being at my age with my low income, you know, it's not really a great option. Like I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to move and find another school. Uh, As if you just up and do it, just move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like you can just do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, then the Navy kind of became what it was. I actually ironically went into the Marine Corps office initially because I wanted to do emergency medicine. And I was like, <laughs> who gets beat up the most in the Marine Corps? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, of course, at this time it was, I guess that was like, 2003. Wait, so. you went to be a Marine or you went you, you, to? Yeah, I, I basically went the, to the Marine Corps office and was like, I want to do medical for you guys. And they were like, we don't have medical. We don't do that. Yet. We're chaplains. Yeah. Right. So they kicked me over to the Navy. Yeah. And so I went over there and uh, and enlisted and that was kind of, I mean, that was kind of it. Yeah, but the focus, focus was on medical. So how, so oh, well, how, how bio, so tell me, tell me how biomed works. So you become a corpsman and then you become biomed or? Yes. Okay. Well, within the, Corman community. I mean, there's, uh, gosh, I, I, I'd be lying, but I want to say like 27 NECs. There's a lot. I may be off on my number there, but there's quite a few NECs and, um, kind of how I ended up down the biomed NEC? Road. NECs. Yeah. Uh, Navy enlisted codes, I think. Okay. I, I think. Okay. But, um, job codes, gotcha. right? jobs that mm-hmm. you can do. So how I ended up down the biomed road was, um, well, I got what I asked for. I got trauma medicine. I ended up uh, my first duty station with the Marines, you know, uh, first, light, first light armored reconnaissance battalion. Oh, yeah. Went to country twice, basically back to back. I think we had like 10 months of downtime between deployments to Iraq. And, you know, I got I got a lot out of that. Wait, when did you come in? Uh, oh, four. Oh, God, I feel old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. June, June, oh, four. Um, and. I loved what I did with the Marines. I loved the aspect of, of, you know, being the first line response and 
doing what I could to save lives and, and all of that. But it came with, you know, it came with its own hardships, right? Those experiences, anybody that says that, you know, war's glamorous or glorious or whatever, they're, they're full of it. Uh, it's, it's, it has a lot, you know, there's a lot to be dealt with in that respect. But um, what I did with the Marines, I loved. And after that, I didn't realize, I guess, you know, I hadn't really thought about what was next, what's after that point in my life. And so I got orders to Naples, Italy, and I got out to Naples and uh, I'm sitting there in the family medicine clinic, you know, seeing uh, some dependents and other active duty members that, you know, uh, to be just honest with you, when, when they when they came to me, I was like, really, this is what you're here for? Was kind of my attitude. Mm. You know, I had a not a, not a great attitude towards mm. some of the patients and mm. it wasn't their fault. In terms of non-combat related Correct. cases, gotcha. Because in my mind, all I could think about was, you know, I've got guys... Sucking I, chest wounds. Yeah, and, yeah. I've got guys mm -hmm. that I was just with. Now, you know, they're going back, and here I am in Naples at this mm -hmm. clinic, tending to talking about and... you stubbing your toe. It's mm -hmm. like <laughs> I just, I and, and that has, again, that has nothing to do with the patients. No, I know it was my yeah, attitude. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so I was, I was lucky enough that at the clinic there, my LPO was a biomed tech. Hmm. Um, he. He was initially at the hospital and they needed leadership. So, you know, moved him around and he ended up at our clinic. And um, he kind of brought me in and because I had some issues, you know, some of the patients weren't happy, so on and so forth. I was as polite as I could be, but it just. When you say you had some issues, what, are you talking about disciplinary issues? Or, yes, or, yes. or or bedside manner? What are we talking bedside about? Bedside manner, more so, okay. right? And it, it didn't get to the point where I went to DRB or anything like that. Um, because I, I'm an adult, I can handle my, mm -hmm. my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But he had to bring me in and, and talk to me about it. And, uh, and, and in end of that conversation, he said, you know, maybe you should consider changing, maybe not your job as a corpsman, but maybe you should consider another option. Mm -hmm. And that's when he started talking to me about biomed because he knew that I, you know, I'm pretty proficient in in computer stuff and things like that at the time, right? Because um, we had had those conversations. And so that's how the road down biomed nice. really started for me. And so after that duty station, I went to biomed school and I've been doing that ever since. So how did you get the knowledge in computer? In fact, one of your bullets uh, in LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile experience oh, says, knowledge of advanced principles in electronics, pneumatics, hydraulics, mechanics, yep and other physical sciences as it applies to medical technology. So sure. how did you gain that? Were you just at home working on pneumatics before you joined the <laughs> Navy? What, what, no, me I mean, that. all of that knowledge is basically gained through biomed school. So biomed school um, is about, I think it's just shy of 14 months long. Um, and you go through basically a block every 14 days. So, you know, half of that you'll be in the classroom setting and the other part you'll be doing hands-on in the lab. Um, and each block you'll cover, you know, multiple different pieces of equipment. So you, you learn a lot and you have to learn a lot of the basic principles of, of things. Electronics is obviously a huge, huge factor. Um, but we work on the steam sterilizers and, and all of that stuff. So you get a really good general knowledge of everything through the schoolhouse. Um, but then when you get out to the fleet, 
you know, you'll encounter, well, I worked on the getting units at the schoolhouse. Well, now I have stairs here. What's different? And so you kind of have to learn, you know, on the fly on some of this stuff and, and kind of use the base knowledge you have to, to apply to what you're doing every day. So now you're the biomed chief here. Yes. Um, in what ways do you use this technical knowledge outside of here? You mentioned a trailer or something. <laughs> Tell me about this, this. Outside of the workspace? Yeah. Oh, well, um, gosh, I guess uh, I guess it has to relate to, uh, I mean, I, I, I obviously enjoy working with my hands. It's mm -hmm. part of the job, I think, in that sense. So um, I've had a... I've had a Jeep Wrangler since like uh, 2015. I do most of the work on that myself, the things that I, I have the tools for, you know. Um, same thing for my motorcycle. Uh, what I, kind of bike I, you got? I currently have a Victory, a 2012 Victory. My Victory, come on, man. I, you know what? It was tell a, it was tell a me about this It decision. was a convenience buy, yeah. Okay. It was a convenience okay. buy. Um, price was right. Uh, older gentleman was selling it and I wanted a bigger bike than what I had because I had, I had a small, small Harley before that. So I've, I've been riding motorcycles since I was like, um, I guess it was like 2005. Okay. Uh, so I've had a few different bikes. So just after you joined the Navy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but the bikes I had back then I sold and I had, I haven't had a motorcycle until I got to Pensacola. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's quite been a, quite a break, quite, quite a, a lull. Yeah. I, well, I had three kids during that period of time. So there's just okay. other, you know, other, uh, things that I was focused on at the time. So motorcycling wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I bought the victory cause I needed a, I wanted a bigger bike. I wanted something I could ride a little further on, carry more gear. Uh, my wife would be more comfortable on, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, yeah. So how do you use your hands in, in those to Jeep Wrangler well, and the motorcycle? Yeah. I mean, I, I like to I like to tinker with things, you know, uh, just like to, to do the work that I can do. Um, and so, you know, whether it's just working on automotive stuff, um, I don't really, I've built computers before. I don't really do that as much okay. anymore. Um, just So less, less, yeah. uh, less electronic techie stuff, more engines and. Yeah, more mechanical okay. is how my application of that is today. I, I you mentioned the trailer. Um, yeah, I, I did build a, uh, well, I converted a cargo trailer into a camper. Oh, okay. Um, right around the time of COVID because. I don't know. Seemed like the right time, I guess. Um, like a RV style. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We had sink and so it was a beds. And my mind serves correct. Yeah, it was a fourteen by seven uh, size trailer and dual axle. And we, when we were done with it, it was completely empty inside. When we were done with it, we had two queen beds in there, shower, restroom. Um, you know, storage area, cabinetry, like we wired up electricity, all this. So I could go, you know, to a uh, campground, plug it in. And we was the intent to AC. camp was was the intent to get away like as a family or were you were you just I mean, do you still camp in it or was it just like a project so that you it, just said, you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to take an empty trailer and. And, yeah. and deck it out ready for Armageddon. Like, I, what was the, yeah, what was the... I, I don't know what the mindset was. Probably a little bit of insanity and boredom at the time. <laughs> um, we, we, so we actually sold it when we got here. We brought it with us, um, but we sold it. And there was some reasoning behind that. But um, it, it was a fun project, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of wanted to see 
how it would work. And there were some, you know, I learned a lot of lessons. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things that I was like, okay, well, that didn't really work. And this isn't, you know, the AC thing was using the AC in there was, was tricky because it, you have to pick the right kind. It has to fit. And what I picked didn't really work out. So I had to make a lot of changes to We it. need to talk. I need a cold plunge pool. I need, <laughs> I need to build one. I've been thinking about building myself while I'm doing some research okay. and, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of mechanical stuff on the side, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, decent I'm with sure. my hands. My dad was 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 also good with his hands. He's one of those guys where, you know, you have an issue with your lawnmower, and right. I call him up, and he's like, "Pull the plug, start it up," you know. <laughs> and I'll pull the pull the cord, and he's like, "Oh, it's just the such and such over the phone." It yeah, blows my yeah. mind. People can be that good, but oh, yeah. uh, so I, I inherited a little bit of that working with my hands kind of thing, and I've been thinking about building myself a cold plunge pool. So we should That's talk good. about that. Absolutely, but, yeah. For sure. um, for sure. So three kids. Yes. Uh, how old? Oh my gosh. Uh, Caleb is now. You're going to get in trouble if you don't get this he's right. He's 13. Uh, Ryan is 11. And then my daughter is six. That's Catherine. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They, uh, you know, we had Caleb right before we left Naples. So uh, my wife and I, we've been married for almost 19 years, 18 years. Okay. Um, May will be 19 years. Where'd you guys meet? We met in Arkansas, actually. Um, Met her. I was kind of introduced to her at high school, like my last year, my senior year. But then we ended up working at the theater together. Carmike. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of how we met. And we, you know, we dated for a while. And then I joined the Navy. And I basically, uh, funny story with that, I I basically told her, I was like, hey, (laughs) Megan, it's been great. You know, care about you. Love you. It's great. But I'm joining the Navy. It's over. Sorry. Like, this isn't going to work out. Right. Just like that. Because in my mindset, I'm like, I, I don't yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't yeah. know where I'm going to go. Leave in. Long, long distance doesn't the work. The whole Bye. world. Right. Yeah. And she said, no. She said, no, that's not happening. We're not doing oh. that. And I was like, oh, OK. And uh, I guess that's how that went. So <laughs> she basically said, no, you're just, we're going to stay together. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. And so. No, no thanks. You know, the irony of it all was, is that you going through boot camp and, and core school and everything, you know, I, I'm observant, right? I'm looking and, and, you know, and I realized that she really had and, and has the, the qualities of a, of a woman that I'm looking for. Right. Mm. And so, um, as soon as I got to camp Pendleton, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm marrying this one. Right. Like as soon as I can. And so we, we got married in Arkansas. Nice. What does she do? Um, right now she, she's, um, she works at the school, um, Bennett Russell school. Mm -hmm. She's, Basically, is a uh, I can't think of the word right now. She's not a teacher, but she does teach some of the. Uh, I guess the. The kids that need a little more assistance mm-hmm. and some you know yeah. specific help. Almost like a tutor. She almost. works with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, she does that um, and just various things around sure. the, around yeah. the school. So she. She's kind of, she's been a stay-at-home mom for mm-hmm. for for a long time. You know. Um, because childcare is so expensive. It really is. And, you know, I, I always felt good knowing that mm-hmm. she's got it. She's there. And yeah. I know she's got it. You Love know? that. So she, she's, you know, so, since we had Caleb uh, back in 05, she basically has been staying home for the most part. Mm-hmm. She had a, she did work at a hotel at one point for a little bit, uh, front desk stuff. And then um, she started the school just this year because Catherine's nice. first year yeah. of kindergarten is this mm-hmm. year. So how so, long you got till you retire? And are you going to retire here? Well, that is that is the big question. Yeah. Um, 
I hit 20 years in June hmm. of this year. Congrats. Thank you. And I'm basically giving myself the opportunity to see if uh, Senior Chief comes my way. And if it does, I'm going to look at the marketplace because that's the way it's done now. It's mm -hmm. basically like, hey, you want to you take the rank, you got to pick some orders. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to look. Give and us three years. Yeah, yeah. And if, mm -hmm. if, if it's right for me and the family, then I might stay in. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, part of me wants to stay in because I love the job. Uh, I love what I do. But, you know, it, I've been doing this for a long time and it's maybe it's time to focus on my next career and my family more mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. So that is the question. So I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give it a round. I'm going to see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to retire. I okay. Guess. So done talking about work. So, yeah. Motorcycles and yeah. um, what else did you see? You, you do motorcycle tinker with motorcycles and yep. you uh, your trailer, but we we don't talk about it. So yeah. So what else do you do? What else do you do in part time? Uh, your time off. That's really. I mean, that's. I don't have a lot of extra time. So my, both of my boys play soccer. Uh, they're both in a competitive team in Northwest Florida. So up in up in pace. Uh, my daughter does karate. So when I leave work, it's like. You're, you're shuttling. Yeah, you're, going you're, to karate, going to soccer, doing whatever. We don't get home till eight o'clock at night. You know, oof. yeah, it's it's uh it's busy, to say the least. So I don't have a lot of extra time, mm -hmm. uh, per se. But when I do, it's usually spending time with the family. I mean, you know, wh whatever we can do. Um, I do, I, I did join a uh, a motorcycle association, not a club. Mm -hmm. Right. Someone used the word gang, I believe. They said oh, you were in a motorcycle not, no, gang. No, no, no. That's so not I just, accurate. So I just want to, on yeah. the record. You know, there are some people out there that, you know, they may yeah. feel a certain kind of way. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're just jealous. Maybe they it's feel fine. left out. That's it. It's so, so they So they put, put a negative mm -hmm. connotation on it. Yeah. Oh, it's a gang. Yeah. So that, tell me about this this club. You, <laughs> okay. You ride with these guys. How does this work? Yeah. So it's it's called the CVMA. Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. That sounds nice. Again, not a club. Doesn't sound like a gang to it's me. It's not a club. Yeah. Not a club at all. Yeah. Um, their motto is Vets Helping Vets. Mm -hmm. And so if you look up CVMA, they're, I, I want to say they're international at this point. I, I don't think it's just nationwide. I think they've got some stuff overseas and stuff too, um, some chapters. But basically what we'll do, yeah, we, we meet. Every month there's a meeting. Um, we have a, a CO, an XO, you know, like, <laughs> kind of yeah, like yeah, military service. style gotcha. yeah. um, rankings, if you will, mm -hmm. um, PAO and all that good stuff. And we'll do a meeting. Um, and then there's just multiple rides. There's bike nights where we'll just go out and have dinner somewhere. Or um, there's actually functions put together where it's, it's you know, be, say, 20 bucks to enter into the ride or whatever it is. But all that money is going to go to something helping veterans you know um so we do raffles and things like that so it's just it's just it, it's just a bunch of like-minded veterans trying to help you know help out in the local community with anything that veterans might need or struggle for um but i i kind of joined it because my neighbor across the street he's uh he's a reservist and he was like hey man you should check this out and at first i was like eh, i'm not looking to do all that because i had I had a conception of what I was getting into, mm -hmm. like a motorcycle club, you know. Mm -hmm. and yeah, we don't we don't pay for our we, friends. Yeah, we don't do that. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, ended up going to to a meeting and 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 you know seeing some of the guys and getting to talking, and it was like, man, mm -hmm. these are really like really decent people. What are some of the good things you guys have done? 
besides the um, just around the community? What what are some of the examples? So I've I've only been with them for like maybe six months, one of which my motorcycle's been down, so that's been a whole other story. Mm. <laughs> but um, but like the Reese across America, oh that yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah we we got a group together, and we rode up to that rode in there and and you know took part in that took part in the cleanup of that mm-hmm. um try to think what else as of late that i can yeah off the top of my head but there's usually like events almost every every, every week you know? oh wow they, they stay busy because yeah. a lot of these guys are retirees Retired. Mm-hmm. yeah and they looking just, for, just looking for ways to yeah, help yeah. absolutely they just they you know this is what they do mm-hmm. um, i'm not one of the more involved members just because of family work mm-hmm. you know i stay pretty busy mm-hmm. but i try to get together and, and do something uh, when i can is there any other community involvement that you do um i've been mm-hmm. seriously considering like doing like maybe I, I don't know if they still have these nowadays but like soup kitchens and just yeah. taking my kids and and letting them serve the homeless because right now what i do is i i stock my car with like water and like granola bars and mm-hmm. so we stop at a light and my kids are like, there's a, there's a person. And so we'll like roll down the window and I'll let them hand it off. But, yeah. but just to get a feel for, you know, those that are less fortunate and helping them out is kind of my, my focus. Right. And, um, so I thought about maybe some, and I, I believe we used to do something as a command where we would go monthly and do some sort of work, but I, I don't. I haven't heard anything like that since COVID. It, it happened it used to happen before COVID. Yeah, that that definitely threw a lot of wrenches in in our normal functions. Mm-hmm. I can say that I know since I've been here, the wardroom did one. I think where they oh. went to a uh, it may have been like a food stock. Ronald McDonald House. Thing. Oh no, you're talking about the um, they did something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's the uh, the canned goods one. Yeah. Um, what is that one called? Uh, I know what you're talking about. We, but I know they do, did we, something. We do like that, that one that like here. at least twice a year. Yeah. But no, I um, I really haven't done any other kind of you know volunteer stuff. I I used to do a lot more. I when I was in San Antonio, I started a uh, adopt a school program for the command there, and I, I you don't, started it. Yeah, yeah. What what was uh, that about? What, so so tell me about that. Well, my idea with that was I needed to do something that was going to be volunteer related, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to do something. And my kids were going to that school, and so I basically met with. Um, the vice principal and said, Hey, I have an idea. If I can get active duty members to come over here, maybe read a story to a class or we can do career fairs type things to show them what the military does and what some of our other jobs are, you know, would you guys be interested in that? Or like when you, when you start back to school, cause that school was on base. So mm-hmm. it was very military centric. And it was like, if we start back to school, like we could come and line up and like welcome the kids back. I don't, you know, ideas. And it honestly, it flew with, it was just, it was a great success. Um, a lot of the service members I was with there, they were interested in it. So we had a little log book. They'd go log their time and I was able to keep track and give them letters of appreciation. And it was just really worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, the school utilized us a lot and we got to go do career fairs and, you know, biomed and show them how electricity works with a little toy set thing. That's you awesome. know, it was, it was, yeah, it was really cool. So um, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. And this was when? This was in San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, when did I start that? I want to say like 2018, probably. And I know it was still going when I 
left, but I don't know if it's still, you know, happening. Mm-hmm. It, you kind of have to have somebody to monitor that and, and, you know, make it, make it run. So, right. but yeah, it was actually one of my chiefs at the time that kind of spurred up the idea. I was like, well, if you don't like doing these other things, why don't you figure out something <laughs> on your own? And I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. yeah. You're giving me ideas. I'm yeah. thinking of, that's a pretty good of idea. how we can maybe integrate some of that. Um, integrate, maybe I'll get with the recruiters here, but, but I think that's, um, I think that's important though, what you mentioned about just getting your kids exposed to, you know, that, that side, right. Cause, mm -hmm. um, we, I think we take for granted a lot, all the the things that we have and, you know, the freedoms that we have and sometimes our values aren't quite right. right? The other day, my daughter made mac and cheese was little instant mac and cheeses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she filled the water to the line and then she made it and it was perfect. And she was like, it's got too much water. I don't want it. And I'm like, so you're just going to dump it out. <laughs> and so that was an opportunity to yeah. to talk about those that are less fortunate that, you know, yep. are. And at the time it was freezing outside, you know, mm -hmm. and we had just had a conversation about the homeless downtown and all this yeah. other stuff. So it kind of hit home and yeah. she moved on. But, yeah, I think we lose sight of just how fortunate we are and they lose sight for sure of, of how fortunate they are. I mean, I, I can remember as, as a kid going to the store with change in my hand to buy cranberry sauce, mm -hmm. you know, and counting pennies at the, at the, at the register. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's a definitely a different mindset, I think, Absolutely. um, for kids nowadays. So I, I do, I want to get them involved and, and, um, not only help, but, shift their shift their mindset a little right. bit no i'm sure um you mentioned before we started something mm -hmm. about recording or you were documenting you're building your trailer yeah so, so tell me about your social media experience oh my gosh well <laughs> social media yeah um well i'll tell you uh, yes i i, I wasn't a I guess I'm a YouTuber, I guess, if you want to say that. I have Did a few, you go I have a, viral? Come on. I, no, you know, not okay. at all. Okay. No, not, okay. not right. near. Uh, I have a few <laughs> videos on YouTube, which some are, some are okay. I think some are pretty decent and some are like, eh, whatever. Uh, just kind of threw them up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I was enjoying the idea of, um, so I, I do like, you know, weapons, guns. Uh, I have a couple videos talking about some gun stuff on there that, that, kind of popular. Um, I repaired something on the minivan once that's on there. You know, um, those are some of like more popular videos, which is funny because I was thinking to myself, like YouTube, I, I've sat and watched YouTube. Like most of us have, it's kind of a common thing now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when I need help with something, where do mm -hmm. I go? Well, mm -hmm. I might go to Google, but typically I'm going to end up at YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if I have knowledge to, to By do By the way, I have my YouTube degree. I, I use it all the Degree? time. No, just kidding. Yeah, I, I <laughs> use like, oh, I yeah. use it I use it all the time for knowledge stuff. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Especially it, like on the car. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. So I was like, well, maybe I can start whenever I have a problem, if I can figure it out, maybe mm -hmm. I can help others if I can just make a decent video for it. And so that was kinda where I started to to think about that process. And I was making a bunch of videos for command stuff during COVID at at San Antonio because I do enjoy photography and videography. I kind of started it when I was in Europe uh, as far as the photos go and it's a hobby. I do enjoy it. Um, and so I was doing videography stuff for that, for command things. And then I did a few videos and then Wait, I, so you were doing that for the command? Mm, yes. Kind of. I don't okay. want to, I don't want to misspeak. Mm -hmm. I, 
I did it when it with the PAO basically. Okay. Um, that's awesome. And I, and I would, you know, get it run through the proper channels and mm-hmm. approved. Yeah, and yeah, for and sure. We would push it out. Yeah. I did a, I did an army. It's kind Navy. of assisting. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I did an army Navy spot for, uh, for a football game one year. I submitted mm-hmm. it. Okay. So that's kind of how you got your knowledge. No of love. All that. For yeah. That. No love. No love. And it was good. I well, I felt like oh, it was good. We got it. We got it. We should put it in the credits of this, yeah. uh, this podcast. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but, um, and then yeah, when I started on the trailer, I think I ended up doing like seven videos through the process of, mm-hmm. of putting the trailer together, you know, and just trying to document some of that. So that Which went okay. made the whole process a little longer, but it was fun. And I, I've gotten some, some pretty interesting, cool feedback from, from that yeah. project too. So. And you made chief and gave up yep. yeah, social media altogether. So yeah, I, um, you know, being a chief, it, I, I guess, you know, you get on a video, you get on a podcast, and you say one thing wrong, and people can take it the wrong way. Or maybe you don't say it wrong. Maybe you say exactly what you meant, but it's still construed in a certain way, you know. I didn't want to put myself in that scenario. You want to get canceled? Yeah, I don't want to get canceled. Cancel mm-hmm. culture is a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, so I didn't want to put myself in that p- position. Not that I think I would. It just, there's just a lot out there, you know. And so I was kind of like, yeah, I think I'll step back from the social media platforms and i really don't post much anymore i don't know when i last did you know a video or anything mm-hmm. so it's been a while so tell me about your camera which what camera do you use oh gosh i got a uh canon what is it boo i'm kidding okay. no, i know uh, <laughs> okay. uh canon 9 90 d d90 what okay. is it? i think yeah i i don't remember off the top of my head um i've had quite a few different cameras I started off with just like Rebels, you know, and then I kind of just ended up with Canon, and then yeah. So I think the ninety. Yeah, once you get in the once you get in the ecosystem and you got got lenses, it's hard to get out. Yeah, and I I have like four or five lenses, um, you know. But it it's a funny thing, photography, in my opinion. What Um, way? Well, like this camera that I have, which costs a decent amount of money, you know, not super high end, but it's. I have a cell phone that takes pictures that are almost better half the time mm-hmm. in the aspect of like HDR and it just automatically merges multiple frames mm-hmm. together. It's, it's wild when you it's think insane. about it. Yeah, it's the, really, the, technology's the, come the, so exactly. far. The rate at which technology. Yeah. So is. I think if, you know, if any company would take that kind of technology for it automatically like post correcting things in itself and apply that to mainstream cameras, which they may have. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm not up to speed mm-hmm. on it, but. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, but right. I, yeah. Go ahead. I would say I find myself using my cell phone more now than, than I Well, yeah, they say the, the, the best camera is the one you have. So I got these glasses. <laughs> I got these, these Ray-Ban uh, glasses that do photography now. Oh, what? Are those lenses there's on a lin- Yeah, there's, oh, a, wow. there's a, let you know the camera's on. Hold on a second. Yeah, you're yeah, so fancy. That? And then, look at that. And then the lens is over here. So, <laughs> but you know, the, the actual, uh, uh, image quality is not that fantastic, uh-huh. but what I find is the the angle is so interesting when you mm. do video. So you sure. can see my I can see both my hands in the camera. So it's just such an interesting yeah, that's really first person. It's yeah. first person, yeah. right? So like if I'm hanging out with the kids and the kids are talking and are helping them do something, right? It gives this really interesting perspective yeah. that has been really interesting for me. So I, I totally get it. Yeah, you're not wearing a GoPro on your head. I exactly, guess, so. and it looks less awkward than a, <laughs> yeah. than you know this big camera right in the center True. of your forehead, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's been been great talking to you, man. I I appreciate you coming on. 
Um, and um, I'm wishing you, wishing you the best. Congrats again on, on the retirement. Yeah. And um, we'll see you out there. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks, Marcus. To our listeners, remember to connect with us and share your thoughts. Join us in our next episode as we continue to explore the captivating life stories of medical providers. Until then, stay curious and keep going beyond the scrubs. Mm-hmm.